0: My name's Will DeFries, and this is the Sunday Scaries Podcast, your cure for the Sunday blues. For as long as I can remember, Thanksgiving has been one of my favorite holidays, if not my favorite. Perhaps it's because you truly have nothing to do but sit around eating and drinking. It could be because it's the first domino for the holiday season. Or maybe it's just because I have a deep connection with the aesthetic of the football episode of Friends. Luckily for me, I married someone who takes Thanksgiving as seriously as I do. Every year since we've been together, she's watched the Lions with me, spent far too much time in the kitchen all day, and has been pretty damn good at uh, at being a couch companion for me once everything's been cleaned up. So who better to join me this year for our Thanksgiving episode than my wife, Sally. Sally, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanksgiving truly is my favorite holiday. I'm very, very pumped.
0: Okay, I guess you just rendered my first question useless. I was going to ask, where does Thanksgiving rank in your top holidays?
1: I will say the reason it ranks in my top holidays. I, first of all, agree with all of your reasoning. Like, I love the kickoff to the Christmas season as Thanksgiving, but I think a lot of it stems from the fact that my dad... Used to take call on Christmas and was off on Thanksgiving. And so even though we had Christmas, sometimes he would have to leave like in the middle of the day. But Thanksgiving was always like our family sacred holiday. Everyone was together. We made a big deal out of it. We never missed it. So, I mean, also any holiday like that's totally centered around food, I'm going to be game for
0: It's weird for me because I think if you asked me on Thanksgiving what my favorite holiday is, I'd say Thanksgiving. If you asked me on Christmas what my favorite holiday is, I'd say Christmas. But if you asked me in, like, March or April, like, what's your favorite holiday, I think I would default to Thanksgiving because that's what I look forward to the most. And I I think it's because of that kickoff.
1: And all of November just feels very, like, peak autumn for me. And so to uh, we're going to discuss a lot, but all of the like factors around Thanksgiving that week before my excitement's like at an all time high, especially right now as we record this.
0: Did you do any other traditions growing up? Um, are there any traditions that you want to keep going from when you were growing up?
1: Um, Besides the, we, we are a, a Thanksgiving late lunch crowd. I would say we normally eat around four. I've always been used to that. Like, we never really – we don't do a lunch. That weirds me out. And then we don't do a late dinner because then I feel like I've spent too long. I really like that time. But I know that you're – I think y'all's family is more of a dinner family.
0: Oh, we're very much more of a dinner family.
1: I would prefer the 4 o'clock time. I think that is like almost a tradition in itself for our family because it's just such a random time. Um, But I know that y- – Maybe we can't keep that going in the future.
0: Well, one thing I just have never understood is what families do after they eat Thanksgiving lunch. They just sit around all day? Like there's nothing to look the forward Thanksgiving
1: to? Thanksgiving lunch at noon is too early for yeah, me.
0: Yeah, I, I just have never fundamentally understood it. And I've always looked forward to to just having that large Thanksgiving meal, being able to just do absolutely nothing after. Mm-hmm. And I also think it helps me because it, stopped, it it's kind of a governor for me in terms of eating throughout the day. If we only eat at, you know, six 30 or seven, then we just fall into a slumber and I don't spend the rest of the day picking at leftovers. And I can wake up the next morning and feel good about myself knowing that I can go absolutely hard on leftovers because I didn't just sit there doing it all the, the fall or the, the previous day.
1: Right. Another tradition that we have that has kind of waxed and waned over time is that we, a lot of time my family runs the turkey trot, which in Austin is not like a 5k, it's a full five miles. You and I have actually gotten out of it a couple times, but the year that we did it, I was so sore for days afterwards. So I like the idea of getting up on Thanksgiving and doing something active so you kind of like offset all of the food you're about to consume. I just don't know that... I think I would rather make a new tradition of maybe like a family walk with you, me and Fritz.
0: I like taking a long walk. I don't love doing the turkey trot thing. I do think it feels good to get done with something like a turkey trot and kind of uh you know feel less guilt just going all in on eating all the terrible food right but at the same time i think thanksgiving needs to be treated as a day where you do absolutely nothing
1: and you shouldn't feel guilty
0: yeah yeah and i've done the turkey trot once it's five miles not 5k i think you might have just said that and that's too many miles for me i don't need to run five miles in the morning it's long i also just think that doing it once is enough for me at this point, And I can figure out something else to do. I would, if I'm going to do physical activity, I'd much rather go out and like throw a football around or, you know, maybe I don't, I mean, we're in Texas, maybe get some, like a few swings in with the golf club, do something else. But I don't know, something about exhausting myself on a day that's meant for just absolutely gorging myself. Instead, I think I would just rather skip the Turkey trot. I get it. It's not, it's not something I want to do. Um, is it, your, is, it, is it the coziest holiday? Where does like? I feel like Christmas has something to do with being the coziest holiday, but I just don't know if it gets there.
1: Here's why I think Thanksgiving is, or I know Thanksgiving is my top, and I do think it's the coziest holiday. For me, Christmas is more about Christmas Eve. It's like the excitement factor, the family, like you're doing the Christmas Eve dinner, the lights, Santa's coming, everything's exciting. Christmas Day... For my family especially, and I think this definitely differs. I think you and I have different Christmas Day experiences growing up because Christmas Day in Texas was always, like, 70 degrees. You'd go out and, like, ride your bike. But, like, mm-hmm. we never were, like, huddled around just, like, watching movies, relaxing. My mom was, like, we're taking – we it's sacrilegious. But she, like, takes down the tree that day. Like, she's, like, I'm done. We're good. We're cleaning up. And something. So to me, that's not as cozy as like Thanksgiving where you're like, okay, my whole job today is to like hang out, watch football, watch whatever else is on TV, have a drink, have maybe a pumpkin ale or like a cocktail, have some appetizers, watch the other people cook. Maybe I'm cooking myself and then just relax on the couch doing nothing. And then as soon as you're done eating, you're like watching movies on the couch. To me, that's peak cozy.
0: Yeah, and I I think something else that I really enjoy is the fact that at at Wednesday pretty much before Thanksgiving, everyone's checked out. Right. So you have Wednesday night where you either go out with your friends, you you know, maybe take it a little too far on the couch with some family members, you you hang out. You wake up a little sting the next day. And then you have all Thursday to just do whatever you want. And then the beauty of it is that like sometimes after Christmas Christmas Day, you wake up the next day and you have to, like, be productive. You feel the the need to go do something. You feel the need to um, maybe do work. Maybe, um, you know, you're traveling. Whatever it is, I feel like there's more pressure to go do stuff. Whereas with Thanksgiving, there's not enough time to do stuff. You have right. Friday and Saturday to do as little as you possibly can. You might go to a brewery. You might... Um, I don't know, you might just go just go for a long fall walk and that's enough for you and that that constitutes a productive day. But I love the laziness and the um, just the feeling of being glued to a couch for that long. It just feels nice because you know that you don't have anything else you need to do and nobody else does either. It's just generally accepted as being a time when, when you don't have to do anything. And that's what I like.
1: Is it absolutely ruthless of employers to make people come in on Black Friday?
0: It just depends. I, as, as a former retail worker myself, you know, there is a need for people. But if you are a company that operates and you there's nothing that's actually, um, whether it's a deadline, whether it's, you know, whatever it could be that needs to get done on Friday... If you don't need people in, then you absolutely need to give that as a paid day off. I don't understand why anybody would try to work on the Friday after Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, nothing is more of a buzzkill. Nothing gives you more scaries than having to work on Black Friday after Thanksgiving, in my opinion.
0: My ideal Thanksgiving is waking up with a little bit of a hangover, hopefully from hanging out with friends the night before, a crisp morning walk with the dog, watching the lions, whether they win or lose, does not matter. As long as the lions are on the television, all is right in the world. Probably drown a couple tears in some craft beers before settling in for a brief pre-dinner nap, putting on some nice cozy clothes, and then eating Thanksgiving dinner and then passing out on the couch while watching a movie. Sally, what's your ideal Thanksgiving day?
1: Mine mirrors that, but it involves a lot more cooking. So I get up on Thanksgiving, um, I immediately... So I think we're going to discuss this later, but... um, always 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 have the parade on in the background while i'm cooking so that comes on around i think it's 10 o'clock central time so you have a couple hours in the morning to like play with where i'm especially now that we have a dog and a kid like a crisp morning walk is great for me truthfully i would rather not be hungover because i'm about to cook all day so the food just tastes better
0: that's my take. Right. Okay. The food just feels so much better going down the hatch.
1: It's so much more difficult to like be – in the kitchen, like the amount – the sheer amount of cooking that is done and I do most of it with my mom. My sisters – two of my sisters help out. Um, but there have been a couple of years where like I've really taken the reins because it's my favorite. And some may say that I'm a little bit of a like crazy person on Thanksgiving because of it. Um but I am at home in the kitchen. I like it. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. So, like, that morning I have a small breakfast because I, I think you are making a mistake by not eating. You need to eat something. Like, you can't just go all day without eating anything. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, I feel like last year I, like, made breakfast tacos. Um get ready, get all my stuff organized, and then just start going to town, just checking stuff off the list, all while stuff is playing in the background. And then I, I if I get started earlier, I have time like mid-afternoon to go maybe do some different things, maybe play football in the yard you know, <laughs> or watch y'all play football in the yard. And then obviously eating at four, I like eating at four, then we finish, you have some relaxing time, you're maybe watching football, you go back for like seconds around seven, or maybe some more pie, and then you turn on a movie go to sleep. That's Christ- my Christmas
0: movie or no? Christmas movie, yes. Okay. Before we get into more, let's hear from this week's sponsor, who I think is very on brand for this episode and something that I think people can enjoy going into the holidays. Anyone who drinks wine knows the options are limitless, which is why finding a wine I like can be very hit or miss. We have gone with First Leaf Wine Club, and it's just been, made our lives so much easier. There's such a, a pressure when you go into a store and you start shopping for wine. Whether it's not knowing what to get, not knowing what style you want, just basing your taste off of a label. There's a lot of dangerous games that you can play when you're shopping for wine, but now that I'm a First Leaf Wine Club member, I only get the hits. And that's because the experts over at First Leaf, who know my personal palate, they send wines I love right to our door. There's always something new to discover. First Leaf is a wine club that curates and ships wine that are perfect for you. And since they work with renowned winemakers all over the world, there's virtually no limit to the variety of wines that you get to try. Not only does First Leaf introduce you to a ton of new wine, but each box gets even better. When you rate the wine you receive, First Leaf learns more about your palate. I did not even know that I liked these lighter reds that we got in our. It was, it was as soon as our second box that refined it down to having you know wines that were much more about what I liked. It was just so easy to have the wines tailored to me based on the quiz and based on the feedback that I gave. But here's a little fun, not so secret about First Leaf: they actually work directly with winemakers, which gives you an incredible wine at sixty percent off of retail prices. Whether it's the varietals of wine, there's just an excitement when it shows up at your door. Anyone who's been a part of a wine club knows how nice that is when you have a full box of wine to show up. There are so many different things that I like, including the subscription flexibility. Um, my favorite wine so far was actually a, uh, a Pinot from Oregon that we received.
1: That one was delightful.
0: There are so many occasions that I just get very excited about this sponsor, clearly, and it's perfect for the Thanksgiving season. First Leaf is so confident that you'll love the wine that they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you receive a bottle that isn't exactly what you were hoping for, First Leaf will credit your account. Join today and you'll get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. Just go to tryfirstleaf.com. That is six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com. Slash scaries. Sally, let's talk real quick about Thanksgiving specials, shows, movies, anything that we can watch on Thanksgiving or before Thanksgiving to get us in the mood for Thanksgiving. You mentioned the parade, and I think that's a good kicking-off point. Okay.
1: I don't think that I don't require sitting down in front of the parade. It's, to me, it's a tradition. It's like it kicks off my Thanksgiving. So I put it on. Usually on the TV in the background so I can, like, see it while I'm cooking and hear the commentary, but I don't have to be sitting there, like, watching the whole thing happen.
0: I think having it on in the background is actually superior to sitting there and watching it.
1: Parades can be a little bit boring. I mean...
0: I'm not anti-parade, but I'm certainly not excited to go turn the parade on.
1: Correct. It's it's more of a... It's just, it's the tradition of it. That's yeah. why you do it.
0: I enjoy the pomp and circumstance. What I don't enjoy is just the cheesiness of some of the parts. I wish that some of the performances were a little less scripted. I wish that. Right. Um, I just wish that there was a little more organic feel to it as opposed to being where it's gotten today. I feel like as a kid, it was so much less scripted and so much less produced. And now today I feel like I'm just watching like something that might as well be happening at Disney World with like millions and millions of dollars in production. Right. Which it probably is.
1: Exactly. Sorry.
0: I don't want to be a downer on the parade scene, but it's just like if for some reason it's never been something that I get super excited about.
1: I used to get really excited about it. Now, now it's a placeholder. It just is there to like kick off my Thanksgiving Day. Um, Right after the parade – is one of the gems of Thanksgiving, which is the National Dog Show. And personally, I don't think I got into it until later in life, till I was an adult. But it's one of my favorite things to have on TV on Thanksgiving. It's good. It's great. the The commentary is great. The dogs are great. It makes you feel good. It's like I think part of it too is my friend group from college always texts about the dogs. So we're, like, really involved on Thanksgiving. So another thing I love to have on in the background. Um, You talked about things leading up to Thanksgiving. One of my favorite things to do leading up to Thanksgiving is to watch cooking shows beforehand because I just get, like, really amped up about cooking. Mm -hmm. Um, But my absolute favorite thing to do is to rewatch all of the Friends Thanksgiving episodes.
0: I would say that not just you, but uh, several members of your family would be considered experts when it comes to not just Friends, but I think the Thanksgiving episodes of Friends. Correct. The top five ranked episodes, and tell me if you agree with these or don't agree with these. Who's ranking them? Uh, I don't know what this was from. Okay. But it was like one of the first results when I looked up the ranked versions of these. Okay. The number one, and I agree with this, is the one with the football. Uh, Number two was one where Ross got high. Number three was the one with Chandler in a box. Number four, the one with Rachel's other sister, who is Reese Witherspoon. Number five, the one where the underdog gets away. And then number six, which I included. It's not top five, but I I had to include it because it's the Brad Pitt one, the one with the rumor. Which ones are your favorites? And do you have any that you love that weren't on this list?
1: Okay, I will actually correct you here. I think the one with the other sister is um, with uh, Christina
0: Applegate. Yes. I think I had her her face in my head. but
1: You said Reese Witherspoon, which is fine. Yeah. Um, the, the first three are for sure the correct listing because the one with the football, like you and I we talked about earlier, is the perfect aesthetic for Thanksgiving. It, it, it encapsulates, encapsulates everything you think about in New York in the fall. Like Thanksgiving, they're going out throwing around the pigskin. It's great. I the, love it.
0: The fashion in it for me is just like top tier. It's exactly what Thanksgiving fashion needs to be. It's sweatpants, it's cotton t-shirts that are oversized on top of, you know, short sleeve cotton t-shirts, it's crew neck sweatshirts with varsity logos on them. It's the reason that I created the Varsity Sweatshirt for Sunday Scaries that I think I've sold thousands of at this point. Like yes. it it is the kicking off point for me when it comes to all right, what are the general guidelines for having – or for a fall aesthetic? It's like, well, just go look at the Friends football episode. It's perfect. That's yes. all you need to know. That's all you need to watch. That's all you need to know about anything when it comes to the the basics of a fall look. They absolutely crushed it.
1: Then the next one, the one where Ross got high, is one of my favorite Friends episodes of all time. It's hilarious. It's absurd. The whole thing takes place in the apartment while they're cooking. Um, I think Rachel's, like, making the dessert. It just is very much, like, what I imagine all Thanksgiving's being like. You just, like, have a lens into, like, these friends all being together. I think um, Monica and Ross's parents are there. It's just very – it's still pretty cozy. Like, the football one is very cozy. This one is also very cozy but hilarious. And then I think the last one you said was –
0: the one with Chandler in a box was The one with three. Chandler in a
1: box is also really hilarious. It's good. It's good. But I think I just – something so comforting about the fact of like watching these same six characters have Thanksgiving year after year. I love that like they chose that, that they were like Thanksgiving is going to be our one like recurring episode that we make a really big deal out of.
0: Well, that's something that I actually wanted to note is that there aren't that many mediums to watch Thanksgiving stuff through. Correct. I mean we have the parade – that's required viewing. We have the Lions and the Cowboys. Yes. That's required viewing. But when it comes to things leading up to it, there are, are there are a few shows that do Thanksgiving episodes. I think New Girl always did a Thanksgiving episode. You're right. Friends did. always did a Thanksgiving episodes, and I think they did them the best. Uh, I will say that – who else did some – uh, I never was very into it, but I know that they they definitely made a point to do Thanksgiving episodes. How I Met Your Mother always did a really – or they always tried to do a really good job. As I said, I wasn't a huge watcher of that show, so I, can, I can't speak to that. Um, and then I had trouble coming up with other things. Uh, there are two Frasier episodes, The Apparent Trap, season seven, episode nine, and then season four, episode seven, a very – or a Lilith Thanksgiving, which I actually rewatched that before this, and it's only okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's not – it's nothing crazy. The only two things that I could think of that I think are stereotypically Thanksgiving feeling would be Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, which I didn't see until last uh, last, year. last year, which is crazy because I love John Candy. Mm-hmm. The other one isn't even a Thanksgiving movie after I looked it up, but I consider it to be one, and I actually do like watching it around Thanksgiving, and that's Meet the Parents. I think the reason I associate Meet the Parents with it is because it's fall time. Uh, it's uncomfortable because you're around parents that you're meeting for the first time and you're doing stuff. But there's something about that movie that just screams Thanksgiving to me, even though I don't think it's a stereotypical Thanksgiving movie.
1: I agree with you on that. I totally agree. Um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles was going to be my next. I think it's easier for people to do the Christmas episode, the Christmas movie. Obviously, there's a bigger market for it. But Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, I think my family started watching very early on. Um, there is some choice language that is not suitable for children that we definitely were uh exposed to at a young age but it's if you haven't seen it it's a great thanksgiving movie maybe even like a i think last year we watched it before thanksgiving maybe the wednesday before yeah um it is steve martin and john candy it's hilarious it's kind of sad it is kind of sad i don't think i realized how sad it was until we watched it last year
0: yeah and I was like that's one of those movies that when you watch it as a kid you don't realize the gravity of like
1: what's going on. Yeah,
0: and then once when you're older and you you know you your life has been, you know, kind of kicked a little bit, you're like, "Oh, this is way more sad than right. I, than I want it to be right now." Mm-hmm. But it's a great movie. I'll, I would I would absolutely watch it again the Wednesday before Thanksgiving this year.
1: One thing that I also associate with Thanksgiving for some reason and it's it's definitely a Christmas movie is Miracle on 34th Street the remake. Uh because it starts, both movies start off with the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, um, and so it, for me, it feels very Thanksgiving. Obviously, it's a Christmas movie. It's about Santa, but I think I think once Thanksgiving's over, my favorite thing to do that night is to watch Home Alone. That kicks off my Christmas season. Yeah, and I think. There's a lot of debate, I think, about whether or not you can celebrate Christmas and start putting up Christmas decorations and listening to Christmas music, et cetera, until Thanksgiving is over. And, I, I'm in the camp of like, I would love to put up a tree this weekend, but I know that we're not going to, and that's okay.
0: I I think the debate <laughs> has been overblown by the internet, and I think that people take it way too seriously. But for me, I just have no desire to set Thanksgiving aside in, in order to welcome a holiday far too soon.
1: I totally agree with that. The reason I want to put a tree up is so that I don't have to do the work after Thanksgiving and do what you and I talked about. Is was just have no obligation that Friday and Saturday. And so if my tree's already up, I'm like, cool. Now I get to relax and look at this tree.
0: Mm-hmm. Not okay. going to happen. Okay. Not going to happen. I apologize, but it's just not, it's but never going to happen. But I do think
1: it's... I don't. I don't think that Thanksgiving gets the recognition it deserves. Personally,
0: that's all I'm saying. Just in general. Yes, in general, oh, okay. because
1: because it's overshadowed by Christmas and Halloween hardos.
0: <laughs> that's fair. It's kind of bookended by by uh, two holidays that people go absolutely crazy for, mm-hmm. and that that's it's a kind of a knock on Thanksgiving a little bit that 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 happens.
1: Thanksgiving is a humble holiday. Yeah. And I think that we need to give it the respect it deserves. I
0: mean, it's it's not even cocky. It's like, you know, I'm going to be on a Thursday. Like, I'm going to hook you up with Friday off. I'm going to be on a Thursday. Yeah. I don't want to be I don't want anyone to have to like, you know, deal with like the weekend or anything like that. It's it's just a very modest, nice, easy holiday.
1: And I loved, honestly, as a kid, like loved loved learning about the first Thanksgiving and like dressing as a pilgrim. Okay. But like now none of that has – that's not what Thanksgiving is about. But like I always thought that
0: the Thanksgiving story you – know, It's about reaping the harvest, baby. I know. It's about reaping that harvest.
1: They didn't even eat turkey at the first Thanksgiving. Love when people like make that argument. I don't care. I don't care. We all know that Thanksgiving is about the sides and not the turkey.
0: Speaking of sides, hold your thoughts just for one moment here. Before we get into the sides, I want to talk about our friends over at Uncommon Goods. If you're anything like us, you want to win that best gift ever title this holiday season, we've got a secret source for that, it's Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods has just right gifts for all your loves and likes. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only. It's not stuff you can just find anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. And they have gift guides to help you match the right gift to the right person. I've actually gotten several things on this site, Sally, and I don't think you realize that we have them. I've recently, uh, I think the first thing I ever got on this site, which I recently busted out again because I was kind of trying to channel the fall vibes, was an incense holder.
1: Oh, the incense holder is great.
0: Do you have anything? I know that you've been on, you've shopped on coming Goods before. Do you have anything that you've enjoyed?
1: Well, right now I'm really enjoying a lot of the holiday stuff because they do have some really unique things and it's easy. I think all of us are part of like a, you know, you're going to do a little gift exchange with some friends or a work gift exchange. And these are perfect gifts for that because you can like shop based on what the amount is. And it's actually going to be something cool and unique and useful. Um, I recently bought us an advent calendar, actually, because uh-huh. to get ready for the holiday season.
0: They've just got great small items. Like I just clicked on the the, the gift guide for men and they have something that actually Brett and I were talking about, your mail-in co host we, uh, I think he actually bought this, and it's the uh, cocktail smoker. Yes, he you can talks make smoked cocktails. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, but they just have so many different things. They've got uh, you know anything from uh, candles to glassware to I'm looking at bath and body soaps right now, uh, beer koozies. Just so many different things that are such good stocking stuffers, gifts, whatever it may be. But who knows what holiday shopping will look like this season and the unique gifts that Uncommon Goods can sell out fast, so shop now and get it taken care of early. Uncommon Goods looks at products that are high quality, unique, and handmade, or made in the U.S., and they have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. Uncommon Goods also offers uncommon experiences. You can choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and more from hand-picked artists and experts. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a non partner of your choice. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash That's uncommongoods.com slash for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. Sally, Let's talk, it's time to talk sides. This is your segment. Okay. What I want from you might be a couple sides that might be uh, a little more uncommon to say on theme or just things that uh, maybe, maybe some twists on some old favorites. Okay. What do you have for us?
1: I have a couple originals, um, but I'm going to go with two things that I think are a little twist. We'll talk about those first. First of all, My family never really was a green bean casserole family. And I think that there is a place for it. I love it. It's very cozy. But if you can do yourself the service of like looking up. I think I use Alton Brown's recipe. um, Homemade green bean casserole where you're not using cream of mushroom soup. You're making the roux yourself. Mm -hmm. Usually you like parboil the green beans, you fry the onions yourself, It is takes it to a next level. I made it last year for Thanksgiving and I think the year before at your parents' house. Yeah. Goes hard.
0: It's very, very good.
1: It's so, I mean... People raved about it, and I'm not just like trying to pat myself on the back about my cooking. It's because it's homemade. I will eat any green bean casserole. To we be were
0: fair. we were never a green bean casserole family, but it's, that doesn't mean I don't like green bean casserole. It was just never something that was put on our table in front of us on Thanksgiving. Right. I mean, we had we we had, I think the most off the beaten path thing that we had was uh, our stewed onions, creamed onions. Mm-hmm. It's essentially creamed corn, but with pearl onions, and they're just wonderful. And I think. I can't tell if people think it's weird or not that we did that, but they're really good, and you I will stand by that.
1: Um, okay, the other thing is there is a great debate, I think, about what type of potatoes you should be serving at Thanksgiving. I am a traditionalist. I do like the mashed potatoes gravy with the turkey. I think that that's like a, a tier one um, food. But if you're looking to shake things up, Scal potatoes is always probably a great way to go because you're really – you're talking about potatoes, cream, butter, and cheese. Um, and bacon in your bacon. recipe. So I have two recipes. One recipe we got from your friend Teddy. Okay. Um, it's essentially just layers of – you layer potatoes, you salt and pepper them. You pour some heavy cream on top, enough to just like – you don't need to soak them. Just pour it on top. Lots of grated Parmesan, and then you just layer layer that up. Yeah. Until you fill the pan, then you bake it like four hundred till it's cooked through. But Chrissy Teigen actually has some phenomenal scalloped potatoes that I think are his her mom's recipe that have chunks of ham and bacon in them. They are
0: unbelievably good. They it's probably the the single best Thanksgiving side I've ever had.
1: I kind of want to bring them back this year, but I know people are going to want the mashed potatoes. And it seems, like, really intense to have, like, mashed potatoes. Well, if we're
0: talking about potatoes, how do you feel about, like, I mean, sweet potatoes?
1: Our family was a a serve sweet potatoes during the dinner family. I think it's a southern thing. Um, But it almost has a dessert feel because the sweet potatoes that I make are, like, like basically mashed sweet potatoes and then have, like, a – we don't do the marshmallows. I do a um, pecan – and uh, brown sugar, cinnamon topping.
0: We were not a sweet potato family until much later in life. I think my dad started getting a little more into southern cooking, which caused him to to start going to the sweet potato route. And the sweet potatoes that he made almost tasted like dessert. Yes. it was like candied pecans on top of Correct. it, things like that. If you served it to me as a dessert, I would have eaten it, not even thinking twice. Right. It was. it's almost like pumpkin pie or something. It's crazy. It's I good. totally agree.
1: Um. And we will have sweet potatoes. I think I'm making them this year. I think I, I was tasked with that. Um, okay, here's here's a couple other things. My family does something that I enjoy the hell out of. I've talked about it on Mail-In for a second. I've made it at your family's Thanksgiving before, but it's actually a recipe that my mom's mom always made. And we don't even have a name for it. We just call it the broccoli cauliflower thing. Like we never know what it's called, essentially what it is. I think
0: you need to name it at this point. It's been it's been enough of a staple that I think you need to name it.
1: I think we do, and I honestly think we have to name it after my sister Emily, who legitimately threw a fit one year when we didn't make it, because even though you're having broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts, it is not healthy. Um, essentially, what you do is you get a a um, head of cauliflower, a crown, a few crowns of broccoli. And then I do like a bag of Brussels sprouts um, and I cut the Brussels sprouts in half. I cut the broccoli and the cauliflower in florets. What we used to do is have the whole cauliflower to, as one, but we've realized that if you break it up, that it cooks a little bit even more evenly. You steam all the vegetables or you can parboil them to where they're, you don't want them mushy. You want them cooked, but like have a little crispness to them. Okay. But you need them to be cooked, yeah. so steam them. Then you mix a can of cream of mushroom and a can of cream of celery. And I know that earlier I just said to avoid the canned soup with the with the green bean casserole, but this cannot be replicated. You have to use cream of mushroom and cream of celery. You mix those two together. You put enough milk in there to make it not be like so congealed like cream of soups are. Mm-hmm. So you pour some milk in there to where it's a sauce, but you don't want it runny. You add like a handful, I would say a half of a cup of shredded cheddar cheese. I like the fancy kind, like the thinner kind. And you. Nothing uh, like some fancy cheddar cheese. Fancy 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 shredded 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 cheddar cheese. Yeah, just. uh, Try saying that five times fast. No. And then you do, you chop up green onions and you mix that. That's your sauce. So then you, in a casserole dish, you kind of like place all the vegetables. I like to mix them up so that you get different bites. Um, shove all the vegetables in there and you basically pour this sauce over all the veggies then you put some more cheese on top it doesn't have to be covered just like a sprinkling of cheese you bake it at 350 till it's all cooked I would say like 25 minutes 30 minutes and then you put bacon bits on top
0: it's funny because I mean like you said I mean it's 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 broccoli and cauliflower it should not be the thing that people are going back and getting seconds of. It is somehow the thing that people are going back and absolutely clearing out and scraping the bottom of. It's amazing how fast this stuff flies.
1: It's, and I think it's because it's enough of a vegetable. Like, you're, the Brussels are in half. It's small bites of florets and stuff like that. But the sauce on it is so good. And then I, it is honestly almost better as a leftover because it, like, melds together. Just, like yeah. The flavors get better. And so, like the next day, when you like make a little bowl and you have like that and a little stuffing and a little mashed potatoes and gravy, and you put gravy all over the whole thing, it is chef's kiss.
0: So, so good. If you were doing a draft of food for uh, Thanksgiving, okay, what would your number one choice be off the board?
1: Uh, that casserole. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Do you have any other uh, untraditional sides?
1: Um. We do like a weird, my mom called it earlier, five cup salad. I'm not even going to give the recipe because it's one of those Midwestern salads. It's like mandarin oranges and coconut and marshmallows and sour cream. We don't need to make that.
0: No I just, that. I have no desire to have any salad on my plate.
1: But it's not a salad, it's like a congealed fruit mess.
0: Don't care. If right. there's lettuce involved, unless it's spinach and it's like. Drenched in cream and butter and stuff. Like, I just, I have no desire to ever have any salad at Thanksgiving. That's why
1: I think the green bean casserole or the dish I'm talking about, my whatever casserole that we need to name, is nice because there's greens and not everything on your plate is the same beige color, but it's not healthy. Fair. Let's be serious. Fair. We're not trying to get healthy. Um, one other thing that I do like to do, and I'm going to bring back this year, is a, a baked brie in puff pastry. So my favorite way to do it, normally you can like... Are we talking
0: chutney or nah?
1: So you put chutney on there. So basically what you do is you just get a puff pastry sheet, slap some wheel of brie on there, put some chutney on top, wrap the puff pastry around, uh, brush it with some melted butter or an egg wash, and then you stick it in the oven for 30 minutes on 350. But one year I made, basically same thing, but I did a whole I made a bunch of caramelized onions stuck caramelized onions on top of the brie piled that thing Yeah high. if you're
0: doing if you're doing that again this year you're doing the caramelized onion part And then Just, you, hate you to serve it, to it you. with
1: either crackers or a slice of apple like apple slices it's you. so good one time we walked in we'd eaten about half of it and we wa- we walked in i think Texas was playing or something like that we all walked over to like watch a play and we turned around and my dog Rocky had inhaled the entire thing good for rocky i think that he had diarrhea for about 12 days worth it probably
0: if, if you asked rocky right now like yo was that worth it he'd be like yeah it was worth it yeah for sure well sally i do have an announcement it's a very exciting announcement we have our first ever thanksgiving with our son i know i'm very happy about this and i have to say it adds a little more weight to holidays having a, a child around but what also, you know, happens when you have a child is that it adds a lot of weight to a lot of things. So on that note, it makes sense why people get life insurance. There's a lot to think about, especially term coverage, which is surprisingly affordable. Why not pay a bit each month to protect the ones that you love? And if you're asking yourself this question, definitely choose Ladder. Ladder is 100% digital, no doctors, no needles, no paperwork, and when you and that's when you apply for 3 million in coverage or less. You just need a few minutes and a phone or a laptop to apply, and latter smart algorithms will work in real time so you will find out instantly if you're approved. If you prefer to talk in person, they can do that too. Their team of licensed agents doesn't work on commission, so they'll help you and not upsell you. No hidden fees. You can cancel anytime. You can get a full refund when you, if you change your mind in the first 30 days. And Ladder's policies are issued by insurers with long proven histories of paying claims. They're rated A and A plus by AM Best. And finally, since life insurance costs more as you age, now's the time to get it off of your list. So go to ladderlifecom scaries today to see if you're instantly approved. That's l a d d scaries. Ladderlife.com. Slash scaries. Are you ready for some uh, rapid fire questions? Yes. Our first. Friendsgiving parties. Yes or no? Yes. If you bring something to a Friendsgiving party, what are you bringing?
1: Caled potatoes.
0: Really? You're going to put that much effort into a side for a Friendsgiving party?
1: Yes, because I love the recognition of knowing that I have the best session there. And I think that that sets you apart. People remember it.
0: Do you have any, do you have any r- immediate rules or commandments that come to mind when you think about hosting or attending a Friendsgiving bash?
1: If you're the host, you do the turkey and you have like a cocktail that you're making. If you're a guest, you bring a dish and you bring some wine or beer.
0: Your uh, sister, uh, ho- she didn't do one this year probably because we have kids in the mix now. But she usually does a pretty good Friendsgiving party. Mm -hmm. Uh, In years past, uh, the last one that we attended from her, she did something that I originally did not like, but I came around on it once I started eating, and she bought a turkey from a store instead of making the turkey herself. Mm -hmm. I'm officially of the thinking that for Thanksgiving, you have to do the turkey yourself, but for Friendsgiving, I'm giving full clearance for people to go out and buy their own turkey that's already been prepared.
1: Totally agree. Okay. Totally agree.
0: God, we agree on that. Our next question. How hard is too hard to go on apps at Thanksgiving?
1: Ooh. You don't want to ruin the meal, but like if if you're like my family, my family never eats the day of, and so they're all ravenous. So then I, I think I'm making a charcuterie board this year, um, and people, people wipe that thing away. You got to keep it to like – you got to keep some in the tank, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think you do a charcuterie board or a, a brie that I talked about, and you got to keep yourself to like 10, 10 go- passes or less. You don't want to be ruining the meal.
0: My dad is – he's he's a consummate host. He loves hosting. He loves making things. He loves doing things. One thing that is a critique that I will give of him is that he he puts too much attention onto the appetizers around Thanksgiving and it's just because he can't not. Like it's just – it's it's deep in his psyche to go hard on the appetizers and to go equally as hard on dinner. Yes, you're right. I prefer to have fewer appetizers around because I don't even want the option. I mean Correct. I'm trying to starve myself until dinner so I can eat as much as possible. I do not need a bunch of you know filling appetizers. If there are any carbs involved in the appetizers, I'm just trying to ignore them at all times. I don't yeah. want to fill myself up. Our next question. What's your Thanksgiving dinner drink of choice?
1: Um, Red wine, always. But I do enjoy, like, a fun Thanksgiving-esque cocktail. I think one year we made, like, an apple cider sangria. Even an apple cider margarita is fun. You get, like, a couple pomegranate seeds, maybe a cinnamon stick. You know, some cranberries as a garnish. Yeah. But I think red wine always wins.
0: Yeah, I think for for the dinner time, I think – Red wine is a natural choice. I always try to keep some beers around for the day, but I don't, like, I don't like drinking a filling beer while I'm eating a filling meal. I
1: barely even drink, I feel like, during the Thanksgiving meal. I like drink before and I drink after, but during, I'm just so focused on shoving food into my mouth.
0: I will be shoving. I mean, I will have some wine to wash some stuff down. And then after dinner, I usually like to have some a couple fingers of whiskey or scotch after dinner. I like that. It allows me to settle in. It kind of makes me you know, feel a little more cozy and not as likely to, to get stir crazy and want to go just eat a ton of food. It just needs to happen. Okay. It's the day after Thanksgiving. You wake up, maybe a little later than normal, and you go to the fridge and you see all the leftovers that you have. Everything is in play. How do you make your Thanksgiving leftover sandwich?
1: Well, somebody very brilliant from friends actually taught me this trick with the moist maker
0: (laughs) so is the moist maker an actual thing does this actually work
1: no we've actually never done it Um, (laughs) I think what you do is some good sourdough something like easy that's not going to take away from everything else right you go cranberry sauce turkey gravy um, a little stuffing or dressing, as we call it in the South. And that's the sandwich. Maybe if you want to, like, put some greens on there, like some spinach or something. And then, if you're really smart, you panini press
0: it. Oh. Yeah. You bust out that George Foreman?
1: Yeah. And you know why? Do you remember last year when we were going to Easy Tiger all the time? Because it was across from our apartment. And they had that amazing Thanksgiving, like, turkey brie sandwich. Very good. That. They had a gravy side of dipping. That I think that's. This is one of the things that people forget. You need gravy for the leftovers. Like, and what happens always at my family is like, we go through all the gravy, and then you also need gravy. No, for No, you your need leftovers. you need
0: a surplus of gravy. So you've
1: got to buy more gravy. Like, I we buy the gravy because like I can't make turkey gravy. I'm horrible at it. Natalie, I think, is actually making it this year. But like, you got to make double the gravy that you think you need. Yeah. Way more than you think you need. Yeah. For the leftovers. I agree. I agree. I am also a huge fan of um, eating a slice of pumpkin pie for breakfast. For sure. That's, that's what I look forward slice. to the
0: most. And I, I get bummed if the pumpkin pie goes too quickly. And so I always try to prioritize having at least two pieces the night of and at least one piece the next morning. I agree. No guilt. I do have a special gift coming for us uh, in from Michigan for our Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches this year that I think you'll be very pleased that I've acquired.
1: Little abalone jam?
0: No, it's no. a little something we like to call deli sauce. Oh, only real only real Harbor Springs fans will know what we're talking about. But okay, it makes a Thanksgiving leftover sandwich. It changes the entire trajectory of the sandwich. All right, my final question: What's your favorite Thanksgiving memory?
1: Um, I have so many because I have. One year I cooked pretty much most of the meal and I remember like my whole family, all the kids were outside playing touch football. It was hilarious. It was like very perfect fall day. But honestly, one of my other favorite Thanksgiving memories was the two Thanksgivings we spent in Harbor. Like the one, the first one we spent with Rosie, when we brought her up to Harbor for the first time. Was just super cozy. Yeah. And there's something Texas at Thanksgiving, you always there is a chance it could be like a really cool, crisp day. And I think this year we're looking at a high of like 65, which is perfect. We're gonna eat outside. I thought last year eating outside was amazing. But there's something to be said of like going up to Harbor Springs for Thanksgiving really like sets the tone for me because it's cool out, like it's cold. But yeah, like, you have to bu- really you have to
0: bundle up. You actually have to bundle up.
1: The last Thanksgiving we spent at Harbor Springs, I think I had the flu.
0: You did. And it I maybe miserable.
1: overdid it on the toddies.
0: That might actually be on my short list of Thanksgiving memories. Walking in when you had when you were <laughs> sick and just having the entire room smell like bourbon and lemon.
1: I will say a a toddy is not something to pass up on a Thanksgiving. That's a perfect after dinner drink,
0: especially if you're up north.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: Well, do you have any closing thoughts or is that all for the uh, Sal Gal's Guide to Thanksgiving? Well, what's your favorite Thanksgiving memory? I don't know. I think I think you bring up a good one. When, when we brought our dog up to northern Michigan for the first time and we would spend a lot of our time trying to wear her out. And it was the first time that we, you and I had seen snow to, or been in snow together. It was the first time that she had ever seen snow. So we were kind of tromping around there. But... I I don't know. I I think that a lot of my Thanksgivings have been so regimented that like I always know what to expect and there's not a lot that happens outside of the norm. It's just my favorite Thanksgiving memories are just the times that, you know, I do those routines.
1: I think this year is going to be really memorable since my family and your family will be there and we have a son. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I am too. I am too. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us, Sally. As always, it's been wonderful. If you liked what you heard today, make sure to subscribe, review, or tell a friend in need about this podcast. By subscribing, you guarantee that each and every episode gets delivered directly to your phone every Sunday morning. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Sunday Scaries, and Instagram, which is at Sunday.scaries. Or you can follow me on both Twitter and Instagram at WillDeFreeze. And remember, always trim the wicks on your scented candles. See you next Sunday.